Welcome and join us as we do life as men, tackling relevant topics unfiltered, keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. Welcome to the KTB Podcast. Uh, today is December the Man, 5th. 5th, it is the 5th. Yes, because yesterday was my boy's birthday. So today's Saturday, December the 5th, 2020, and here we are. Here we are. Yeah, and today what we're going to be talking about is surviving COVID, you know? And so, but before we do, we want to go ahead and put a plug in like we always do for our first-time listeners. If it's your first time listening, um, we are the KTB Podcast. KTB stands for Keeping the Balance. Keeping the Balance, baby. So here we are, two guys, two men, you know, prior Navy vets and stuff like that. If you listen to our previous episodes, you get a little bit of an insight of where we come from. What you'll hear on our, our podcast, what we're about, and where we're going. You know, we're pretty much dissecting current events, and we're pretty much bringing it to you full front, unfiltered, unscripted, and we're raw. just talking. Just, just raw. talking. Just raw. Just having real conversations, man. Yeah. It's been really, really, really good. It's been pretty cool. Having a good time. Yeah, this yeah. It's fun. It is fun. It is fun. Like, overall, out of all the stuff that we do, like... This is really fun. No matter who this reaches, I enjoy doing this. Yeah. I mean, I hope that it reaches somebody. But, right. But it is fun, you know, being able to sit down and dissect different things and then hearing the feedback for whoever listens to it and stuff. Right. That's also pretty cool. But so we want to go ahead and put in a plug. Email is ktbpodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to leave us a comment on there. Leave us feedback. Uh, leave us a review. We're on Anchor. Yep. We're on Spotify. Spotify, iTunes. Uh, We're Apple, on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. And yep. leave us a review, man. Let us know. You know, we read those on a regular basis. We read those often. Um, we're up. We're pretty much beginners at this, you know. Yeah. So we don't have much of a following. So we need your feedback. <laughs> we would love your feedback. Oh, I would love, the, and and we do get feedback. Believe it or not, yeah, some folks do. do reach out to us directly and say, "Hey, this is you know pretty cool." And so different things that you might want to, and it's yeah, we awesome. get it on a personal level. So we, we yeah. would like some feedback on a larger level. Yeah, which would could. be pretty cool. We definitely incorporate it, and who knows? You know, we might read off whatever your feedback is later on if you do leave us something. So def- definitely email us at ktbpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow and us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Those of you watching on YouTube, right over here, top right corner or top left, is uh, our social links. So follow us at the KTB Podcast on Instagram and at the KTB Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, and YouTube coming soon. Coming soon. This will be the first video, actually, closer to our YouTube channel. Oh, man. And then after this video, we will be advertising the YouTube channel. So go check the, check us out on all these different platforms. Yeah, man. So diving into what we're talking about today, which is surviving COVID. I mean... This is a good one. Bro, COVID was... The vid. <laughs> the vid? The, the, the COVID... The co COVID. The the China virus. That man. The, what is it, the Kung Fu? The Kung Fu killer? <laughs> <laughs> How many different names it got for COVID right now? Oh uh, man, I don't know. The, the, the Wuhan flu? The Wuhan flu. And so COVID, as many of you already know, hit us 
in late March. Yeah. Early April. Right after we got out of the hospital with Ellie, I remember because we were home. You had a newborn. Yeah, yeah. January twenty right. second, uh, our daughter was born, and um, soon after that, we got. I, I'm pretty sure Kobe passed away early, like uh, late January. So some sometime after January twenty second, I want to say it was January twenty sixth that he passed away because it was a few days after we got into the house. And got discharged from the hospital, and then COVID hit soon after that. Yeah, and then everything shut down. Everything was crazy. Yeah. So, so let's talk about what what the mindset. What was your mindset going into COVID? Like when it hit, what was your mindset? To be honest, bro, it was just another one of those. It was the virus of the year. Right. I felt personally, it was just like a virus of the year, kind of like swine flu was. Right, the H one N one, it was it was here one day and then it was gone the next day. Um, what else was another one? Was a SARS was a big scare for a while. Uh, uh, Ebola, remember the Ebola scare? Right. So, in my mind, like we had been in, in a pattern of every year there was a new virus that was going to wipe out the race, the human race. And that so, was already in your mind. Pre-COVID? That was in my mind pre-COVID. Yeah. So, so when people started talking COVID, I'm just like, "Here we go again." For real? Saying, "Yeah, 100." percent That's crazy. Because I, you know, I mean, it was just another another year. This was COVID, or well, they wasn't they wasn't calling it COVID. It was uh, what were they calling it before COVID nineteen? Coronavirus. Coronavirus is the first buzzword, and then it changed into COVID nineteen. But I just thought it was the the sickness of the year. That's crazy. To be honest. The way that I saw it, whenever it hit, I saw it as, you know how whenever we get the Nor'easterners, the, the, the storms that are coming through. Yeah. And everybody rushes to the Walmarts, rushes to the grocery stores. Buys all the batteries. Really, yeah, buys out batteries. That's what it felt like to me. Like, it felt like a time of preparation because uh, when this thing hits, you don't want to be outside you want to mm-hmm. you want to stay inside so you took it serious from the jump i took it uh, yeah i did i didn't bro i did i saw it and i was i was i was one of the few walking around with the mask yeah when it first hit and i didn't let anybody come outside from my house right and at that time we had just moved into our new property we bought a house in february and my the pandemic hit new york so mm-hmm. once i heard it from new york because yeah. my, my little sister lives up there. My mother and my stepfather still live in New York. And so once I got news from them and I saw because I was keeping close tabs on it mm-hmm. because I was worried about them. And I'm like, man, that's the epicenter of where people are getting sick. Right. And then I started seeing the news reports of what it was doing to people, how many people were dying in Wuhan. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is something serious. So I keep yeah. tabs on them. And even though we were going through construction in my in my new house... I still opened up my house to my sister and my mom and my stepfather for them to come down to escape before things got worse in New York. Yeah. And so my stepfather was too afraid to leave. And but my mother and my sister definitely took me up. I remember that. I remember that. And they came down. And then when they came down was when it started to get a lot more heavier here. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't allow anybody to go outside. I'd be the main one. The way that I saw it and I took it was this is something serious that people aren't are making light of it. Right. And it may turn into something, just like they yeah. do whenever there's a hurricane that's coming mm-hmm. through. 
Mm-hmm. People are like, ah, it's going to be... Nothing's going to happen. We all prepare, but it's not going to be like anything. And then you lose your roof. But it... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's real to you. Or a tree falls on your roof and it's like, oh, snap, you know? Well, so... let me, well, let me throw this out there because we had been hearing about COVID-19 or the coronavirus before March. So I was I heard about this maybe, uh, I don't know, December, January time frame? Mm-hmm. And so when I initially heard about it, you know, that was the mindset that I had. Like, this was just the virus of the year. Yeah. We're going to get through it. People are going to forget it even existed. Mm-hmm. But in March, when things started shutting down, mm-hmm. then then my mindset started to change. And I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of serious. Yeah. And me me and the wife, we when, whenever we went out, the, the few times that we had to go out to go grocery shopping mm-hmm. it was mask and gloves yeah and so like i was never one of the we were never the one of those people like me and the wife to not wear mask or gloves you know what i'm saying yeah to say like that it's fake even with all the all the news reports and and everything happening in uh in in china so you know we took it serious afterwards once things started shutting down at work and the country and yeah yeah, because I mean, there, we even didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, it shut down churches. Yeah, churches closed their doors completely. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, we're we're two men that live here in Norfolk, Virginia, but we're two men that are devout Christians, man. Right. You know, right. and so our lives, our social life, I hang out with a lot of Christians. I, mm-hmm. you know, and all the folks that are in church, those are my friends. That's family. That's friends that have become family throughout the yep. years and relationships, meaningful relationships that have been built. And so a lot of us, that's where we socialize. And so it was it was alarming when, hey, we, we've got to shut down. Yeah. We've got to shut down. And I was like, okay, it just got real. And you know what? It's the mindset was almost like, hey, take care of your home. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself and take care of your home. Right. right now is a time, just like if there was a hurricane coming through, mm-hmm. you would do your due diligence right. to go ahead and take care of your home. Yeah. Right? And so I saw that and I was like, okay, you know, I can pick up the vibes. It feels a lot of uncertainty, you know, mm-hmm. and don't want to cause anybody because the last thing that you would want is to continue the church open. Yeah. You know? I remember and we made a joke. We made we, a joke. I remember this. Did we? And we said... If the Potter's house closes, <laughs> you think it's real. <laughs> you know it's bad. You remember that? Do you remember that? Yes. If the Potter's house but closes, listen. You know what's bad. Listen. <laughs> we don't. The church never closes we for close anything. <laughs> listen, man. We mm-hmm. have had storms. Uh, we have had snow. And as long as I can remember, I, hey, if you could get out of your house. Oh, yeah. We're having service. Oh, yeah. We're having church service. And if you have any type of ministry Uh in church, or if you're faithful... You're going to be there. You're going to be there. You're going to be there. And if you're not there, somebody's going to call you and say, hey, is everything okay? I remember remember a time when the parking lot was full of snow, and pastor called for men to come out and help shovel (laughs) the the parking lot. Yeah. And help help salt it. And help salt it. Yep. And Mm so, hey, like... So if the Potter's house closes down, oh come on, it's bad. It, it's going to be bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you run out, 
Oh. Buy all the toilet paper, man. <laughs> oh, it's over. Wasn't that crazy? Man. I went to Walmart. There was no toilet paper anywhere. I went to the Navy Exchange because, you know, I got my veterans card or whatnot. They finally allowed veterans. This year's when they started that. They started allowing veterans to be able to shop at the Navy Exchange. Oh, and really? So, yeah. Is that in effect right now? Yeah, that's in effect. That was in effect Even the commissary? Yeah, the commissary also. But it's only... Just you, me. Just you, because I tried going there with my wife, and they were like, oh. no, they said due to COVID, we only allowed right. a member, mm-hmm. you know, and so. What do you got to show them? You yeah. got to show them your veteran card. It's a VA card from the Veterans Affairs. I don't have that. My license has a veteran on it, so nah, is that nah, good? It's not going to work. No. You have to have an actual veteran card. But you just go to Hampton VA, second floor. I need, to, I need to do that. Second floor, you just go in there, and they pull up your name, take a picture, then they give it to go. you. That's it. You're good to go. But anyways. So I would even go to the Navy Exchange, and they had signs up with that would limit one per customer, yeah. one one thing of paper towels or uh, toilet paper, and Lysol. You know, per the, customer. The toilet paper thing, man. Like, it wasn't even like a stomach bug. Like, even though when I had my stomach, it was jacked up, but I don't think people knew that at the time to be buying out the toilet paper. I think people treated it as. Like, like I'm saying, like a hurricane, like something's going to hit your city that's going to cause a shutdown. So what, what are the major supplies that you would yeah. normally go out to the store for that you're going to run dry on? That's water. water that's to- toilet, paper. toilet paper. That's gasoline. Canned goods. Canned goods. Exactly. So that's what I would see yeah. that a lot of these stores started just running out. Yeah. That's true. But then when I had COVID, when it hit me. I was like, now I see why people were, were buying up all the all toilet, toilet paper. Because yeah, I had the runs, bro. Bruh. And it was the worst. It was bad. It was real bad, man. Yeah, it was It was terrible. So, the mindset before COVID was, let me prepare and mm-hmm. let me, I would be the one, hey, give me the grocery list, mm-hmm. which I rarely do groceries. <laughs> Just put it out there. I'm not proud of that, you know, but mm. the wife usually knows what, what's needed in the house. Right, right. And so she'll that makes go. sense. And so roles were reversed because I was putting, I didn't want her to be put out there at risk. Mm-hmm. If anything were to happen, I'd rather take the risk and Yourself. let it happen to me rather than my it's family. It's a noble thing. It's a noble I, thing. It's something dude. that I think that every man, man should have that in there, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think every You're man protector. should want to be, yeah, should yeah. want to put mm-hmm. themselves out there to protect their home. Absolutely. And if, and if, this, if that's not your thing, then... Um, you might want to reevaluate what it is to be a man and be a father and be a protector. Ah, right? Yeah, not sure. I that, agree. That one was for free. That was for free. <laughs> you threw that one there. It just, it just came out. A little nugget of wisdom it right just there. Came out. <laughs> no, nah, but so you know that's something that it was it was crazy, man. And so I would put myself out there, and in me putting myself out there, that's how I ended up catching COVID. Mm. That's how I ended up getting it. And at that time, there weren't a lot of people. That, I was the first one in our company right? Yeah, to you were. have COVID. Yeah. No one else in the company had COVID. I appreciate you getting out of work for two weeks, too. <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> was it two weeks or was it one week? Whatever it was, it was good. It was it like a was, little break. Because you were because we were in contact yeah, with yeah. each other. So yeah. I saw the email go out, and I was just like, man, I know who that is. <laughs> so I hit up I hit up boss. And so here's the crazy thing. When I got it. And I, till this day, I'm not exactly sure where I got it. I know that I ended up going to do a ship visit uh, at Norfolk Base right. to one of the ships. And I remember going in there with my mask and my glove or whatnot. And I was working on something and I used one of the tools. I asked one of the sailors for a tool. Mm-hmm. 
they let me borrow one of their personal tools that the shop had. Right. And but that was the only interaction that I had with the sailor. You know, I had my mask on, but he didn't have mask on. He didn't have gloves on or anything like that. And so, but me as a contractor, you know, my requirement is if we're going to do a ship visit, you better have your PPE, which is your yeah. proper protective equipment, mm-hmm. which what it is now is a mask and gloves. Yep. You know. And they check your temp. And so, they, you know. they check your temperature. They were, was they checking that. your temp when you went? They did not. They didn't, right? They didn't. That's before they set that in place. That's right. I mean, it had hit, but I don't know if the Navy had their standards out there yet. Yeah, yeah. It was so you know, it was to too new. their people. Yeah. And so I might have gotten it from that sailor, but I do know that I was also going out to the different grocery stores, Target yeah. and Walmart, and I was putting myself out there. So it could have been... That's the scary thing about it, right? That's the scary thing about it. You don't know exactly where you got it from because in your in your day-to-day life you're coming in contact with not only a bunch of people but a bunch of different surfaces exactly so you know i guess the research shows that you know depending on the surface it could stay on a surface for up to what over over 24 hours yeah you know and so it that's kind of scary doesn't matter how tight your bubble is you're gonna have to leave the store at some point yep and I notice a lot of people aren't wearing gloves anymore. And mm-hmm. I think they probably should wear gloves or they should constantly be washing their hands. I think they kind of, they changed the their, their rhetoric a little bit when it came to gloves and they, they said, just wash your hands more frequently. Mm-hmm. You remember when, when Corona first hit, how they were telling people not to wear masks actually? Mm-hmm. And the people that only need a mask were the people working? Yeah, or the with, people that with had the, it. right. And even if you had it, you shouldn't be outside. Exactly. And so if you had a mask on, it's kind of like people were looking at you like... Exactly. Because it was undecided. It was not identified, like clearly identified whether you should wear a mask or not. Mm-hmm. And so that's yep. probably why, because I was wearing a mask. Yeah. And, and people would look at me like, like this guy's over the top. Yeah. You know, when I yep. had my mask on and stuff. Now it's the norm though. And now that's the norm. Now it's Isn't the norm. Crazy? Isn't that crazy, bro? I've kind of settled in myself to like. I'm actually wearing mine right. Hold up. You got yours. Right I got here? mine right here, bro. Yeah. I didn't even realize. You even got one that is yeah. uh, mod- modified to hide the beard. Ooh. <laughs> and not Ooh, yeah. flatten it out. Ooh, yeah. And not flatten it out. Not flatten it out, man. Look at that. These beard. Dude. These 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 masks are harsh on beards, man. <laughs> they don't care. It gives me the swoosh. It gives me the swoosh in the beard. I don't like it. Whatever. I take that off. It probably sounded horrible on the recording. <laughs> But, all right, so, you know what's... Okay, so when I had it, because I had it before you did. You did. I had it, and in our circle of friends, the only other person that we knew that had it was Morty. And Morty... But Morty works at a car dealership. Mm. And so we're like, man, he comes in contact with so many different people throughout the day. That's how you... that That's your line of work, man. Yeah. You know? And so you're going to come in contact with people. How do you look at that time when it's new... Approaching somebody with a mask on. Right. When it's undecided, you know what I mean? So he had to do what he had to do and ended up coming down with it. Now, to this day, I've never really asked him. Uh, we were supposed to have him for this podcast, but he had other other other, yeah. uh, other, other things to take care of. And so, um, but it would be pretty cool to, because I wanted to ask him that. Like, hey, where did you, where do you, where do you think you got it? Like, I, I know that I have an idea of where I got it. 
where do you think you got it? Was it when we gathered together at church? Was it when you mm-hmm. were have, hanging out with a person or interacting with a customer or interacting with an employee? Right. Uh, you know, it could have came from anywhere. So many places. Exactly. And so, but I do know this is that when he had it, and he had it pretty bad, mm-hmm. he had to isolate himself in his son's room. Right. And he had to sleep in his son's bed mm. because he didn't want to infect his, his wife, wife right. and his little boy. And so he completely, he took one for the team, bro. Yeah. And when he told me that, he's like, yeah, I'm over here trying to, you know, sleeping on this bed and it's and mm. pillow and I'm only limited <laughs> to this pillow. Ninja Turtle sheets. <laughs> little, it's not little, comfortable, man. Mario sheets. You got Mario <laughs> stickers that you're staring Is at all Mario? day. Is it Mario? Yeah, I think he's, he's got a Mario theme. But um, he would. He's Italian. I remember going and, and I'm like, man, I feel for you, bro. And mm. anything that we could do to help, you know, uh, because he didn't. Judy didn't want to leave. Well, she couldn't leave because if he had it, right. she had to be quarantined. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not allowed to leave because yeah. then there, there's a risk of spreading it. Mm-hmm. And so me and my wife reached out and said, hey, whatever you need. You know, like if yeah, somebody is know. really, yeah. really sick, mm-hmm. somebody just had a baby right. or somebody's recovering from surgery. Yeah. That's what we do mm-hmm. within our circle of friends. That's what we do. And it within, means a lot too, man. You know, where we reach out to one another like, hey, you just had a, had a baby. She's normally cooking. We'll vol- my wife will volunteer to cook a meal for you throughout the week and we gather we you know we rally mm-hmm. pretty right. much and and support each other support circle and that's extremely helpful man especially when a lot of us are here and our immediate families are in different states right I think that's what keeps people this is a little side note but I think that's what keeps people in the church because a lot of people especially I think in our area people in any community absolutely yeah but in, in our church, it's primarily military yeah, or prior military. Mm-hmm. And so uh, unless you're from Virginia, your family is, is not that close anymore. So a lot yeah. of people get out mm-hmm. of the military and they go back home yeah. to where their support circle is. Mm-hmm. But the church does a really good job of creating a new support circle, yeah, a new family, a new set of people to call family and friends. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and that's a huge blessing because, oh, yeah. you know, we always have people deploying all the time. All the Men, time. women deploying. I and remember the getting a are, care package right. when I was deployed. And not just that, not just the person that's deployed, but the spouse that's at that's home. behind, yeah. Because, you know, some spouses, you know, left to their own devices, mm-hmm. they'll flake off or they'll leave. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just not good. They'll fall yeah. off. And so just both of those dimensions, you know. Having support while you're out to sea, and then your spouse having support back on the home front from yeah. the whole church means a lot, man. It is. It does. It does. Now it's just a side note. Yeah, no, but it is true, man. And and so that's what kind of, and it's almost like when somebody's in need and somebody that you know, yeah. that you've known for years and mm-hmm. something like this happens to them, they're one of the first ones. Naturally, it's like, how can I help? How can I help? What can What's I do? up, man? What do you need? Yeah. A couple times that, that we ran and did groceries, mm-hmm. you know, and I even, well, I was at Target and I found this like comfy pillow, you know what I mean? And I just <laughs> thought about it because he made the note like, yeah, I'm over here cramped up on my son's bed and yeah, so this, brought him a pillow. this crappy pillow. And so he just mentioned that and I was like, I'm going to get him a pillow, man. Mm, just kind of, you know, alleviate him a little bit Yeah. because when you're down for COVID and I didn't know this up until I had it, you're laying down. Your body feels wasted, weak, wasted. And so... Fast forward, talking to him, he recovered. He recovered big time, and he was extremely grateful for the support that he had from whoever supported him. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure that our family were, weren't the only mm-hmm. ones that that reached out right. and helped. You know, 
but he got so because when it hits you, it hits you bad. Oh and yeah, it affects your breathing. Mm-hmm. It affects your take. Let's run down through the symptoms real quick. All right. Taste. Yeah. You lose it. Smell. Smell. You lose it. Diarrhea. You have it. Yeah. Appetite. You lose it. Appetite, I lost mine anyway. Oh, bro. Because I, I know I, I heard some people say they don't lose their appetite. I lost like twenty five pounds, bro. I, I, how much did I lose? I think I lost ten. Bro. I lost about ten pounds. All right. So appetite, you lose it. Um, uh, fevers. Fevers. You have it. Body aches. Body aches. Extreme, bro. Extreme. It got to the point where, like, I was so weak, I could only sit up for about, I don't know, five minutes before I got like dizzy and had to lay back down. It was it was bad, man. Like I had no strength. I and I, I had to gradually kind of work my way up to standing up again. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't want to get blood clots and stuff like this. There's a bunch of health complications that come along with laying down with laying down for too long. Right. Uh so I, I knew that. So I'm like, I have to move a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have to get up and even if it's just like walking around the room. But it it, it, it took a while to, to get to the point where I could stay up and out of bed in an upright position for an hour before I had to I had to go lay back down yeah because I was just too weak and so it, it, dude it it sucked man it saps the life out of you man. absolutely coughing you have it like a lot actually I didn't cough that much you didn't cough that much I that's, didn't cough that much so that's how mine started which that's what's so crazy about this whole COVID thing because you caught it you caught COVID right on the latter end yeah like you caught it in October was it October yeah yeah October yeah it was yep. so two end, months of, ago, end, of, end of October two months ago Mom, yeah I caught mine April yeah May I think mm. April or May March Mar- the beginning of April yeah the beginning of April is when I caught it so big gap in when we caught it yeah some of the symptoms a little bit different because the way that I started was and I was already wearing masks but I felt itching in the throat and a little <clears throat> I felt that too I felt that too always clearing my throat I thought it was allergies I thought it was allergies too man so I started pounding uh vitamin C vitamin C Tylenol and um and uh Zyrtec right to clear up the allergy so I get I suffer from allergies big time when it comes to yeah you've seen me my yeah. eyes get all you're itchy. bad you get it pretty bad my eyes get swollen up my nose starts leaking and yeah. I it's one day I'm miserable, but if I if I get a good night's rest, ah, oh, the next day it's like nothing ever happened. Right. But when I have it, it looks like I have a severe cold. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I look hard. same way. I, I even dead. get body aches sometimes too when yeah. I when my with my allergies. So I would get like the sneezing and mm-hmm. the coughing, mm-hmm. and that would make me jerk where I mm-hmm. it, I have a sensitive back. Right. You know, so it's the forklift accident and stuff. So that's always been a tender area. And then sneezing would trigger that pain, trigger yeah. that sciatic nerve, you know, and those discs pumping, bumping. It. That's neither here nor there. But so anyways, when I first started, I had these coughs and I had, that's how it started. Morty had recovered. He was 100%, man, doing good. Yeah. And then I was doing the coughing and then I was like, I started walking around the house with a mask on because I didn't know what it was. My sister was looking at me like I was crazy. She's like, what are you doing with a mask on at the dinner table? And I'm like, I don't want to get you sick because I don't know what this is. She's like, it's just a cough. And I'm like, 
Yeah, but you never Wait, know. Wait, so your sister was in town at that time? My sister and my mom were still here. From leaving from New York? Leaving from New York. Fleeing from New York yeah, to come here somewhere. Yeah, they were here somewhere. for like a good three months. Because New York was bad. Yeah, it was the epicenter, bad. man. Yeah, that was, was like, epicenter. like in, in the news, New York had it the worst. They did. They got so many people living Absolutely. in such a close proximity of each they other. They got hit hard. I bet. And then ended up shutting down. So, my sister's here, and I'm walking around with this. My wife is uncertain. She's like, she's going off of my, what I'm feeling. Because I've been the main one outside, and I'm like, babe, I don't know. And yeah. then I, the next thing you know, I couldn't. Like, Josie went to the extent of, okay, you're not feeling good. You sleep up here, and I'll sleep with the kids downstairs. Mm. And I'm like... So you was all alone? And I'm like, it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> I try Maybe to flip the no. script. <laughs> I try to flip the script. Like, come on, girl. That ain't that no, serious. No, She's no, like, no, no, no. She's like, no, no, no. You feeling like you had a little cough, and you're going to go downstairs. And I'm like, Dang. You know? But, <laughs> but, so long story short, I lost my taste. And I'm like, mm. and I can't smell, I can't taste. And then I didn't feel so good, man. And that's when that caused me to call Morty. And I'm like, hey, bro, this is what I'm feeling. And he's like, those are red flags, man. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, but those are red yep. flags. You need to go and get tested. That was that was a big flag for me. And that's when I went to go get tested. Mm. And then that following week, I got the results positive. Yep. Yeah. When I, when I lost my taste and smell, I was like, this, I think I need to go get tested. So I made I got online. Wasn't, wasn't that crazy? It was. It How was. Go- Dude, not being able to smell anything. You Don't you feel so, like, vulnerable? That's how I felt. I felt, like, vulnerable. I feel like I was missing out on life. I couldn't smell. I couldn't taste. And so with that, com- uh, you know, that combination, I didn't want to eat either. Yes. And so it was just like, eh. To I'm me, missing out on I life. saw it as, okay, I can't smell. Big freaking deal. That means I don't have to smell myself. <laughs> I just like... <laughs> I just like... <laughs> no, but you stink. It, it, it wasn't, I can't smell I it. I can't smell it. Oh, well. <laughs> and so it wasn't that big. It was like, okay, I can't smell, and then I can't taste. That was the one that... Yeah. That kind of threw me mm-hmm. for a loop, and I'm like, what the heck? Why can't I... No, like, I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. in denial that I couldn't taste. Like, I would try something... And yeah. nothing. Nothing. Nothing there. Nothing. Just texture. Yeah. And That's so disgusting. Bro, and it was... So when... And this is what amazed me about here in our area. Is that... And I don't know if you had this, but when I had it, the um, someone assigned to the CDC for the city of Norfolk, mm-hmm. a nurse called me and Followed said... Followed up on you? Hey, mm. I, I heard that you uh, popped positive for COVID. I'm nurse such and such. I work with the with these with the department here in the city of Norfolk, right? And I will be your nurse. Mm. This is what you need to do, and this is what you, the proper pro, uh, protocol that you need to take, and this is what your wife needs to do. Who else is in your house? Right. And she began the whole backtracing investigative. She was almost like a detective. They didn't do that with me. So that's what I'm saying. It's the difference of when it first happened when it to happened. now. Exactly. There's. Things have changed. They kind of settled into it. People have the information now. But this is what made it even more scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I've got a nurse. Person. I've got my own personal nurse. Personal nurse sign. That is making sure, calling me every day, once or twice a day, to check on how I'm doing, to see if I can breathe fine, to see what the fevers look like. She would write down what the fevers are. And my, my wife's job was to take my temperature every morning and every night. Mm, and and report she, that to the she nurse. She would call me. 
she would call the nurse would call me and ask me, okay, what were their results for this morning last night? What were the results? So what are you feeling now? And she was even nice enough, and this is not her job, but she went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. She even dropped off some masks, um, some hand sanitizer. Really? She dropped off a thermometer, uh, you know, uh, one of those high-tech ones. Oh, the ones you just point? Yeah, man. Those aren't cheap she either. Ended up, no, she ended up dropping it off, and she did that, man. And even when everything when everything was said and done, we, we, we went ahead and made, me and my wife made a little care package for, for her. her. Yeah, and That's dropped dope. it off to her, uh, to the right there in downtown Norfolk, and right. said, hey, I know this is your job is crazy. You've gone above and beyond. To me, you've gone above and beyond. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm just doing my job. And I'm like, but to me, it made a world of a difference. Right. Here's me saying thank you to you. Right. So the wife, you know how the ladies are. They yeah. get something cute together. So, uh, <laughs> but that's it. Was that's how serious it was, man. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that the way that we handled it was, no, you are. Upstairs, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. The bathroom upstairs can only be used by you. The master bedroom is yours mm-hmm. to, to stay in. And I can only imagine what Morty went through because right. all he had was a son's room. Mm. You know, I had the master bedroom. Like, she was nice enough. But then again, I had my office set up in the master bedroom and all right. that stuff. It was just, it just worked out that way. And good thing that we had extra bedrooms for her to be able to stay downstairs with, with my daughter and stuff. Mm. But... It was treated as if I had, like, a virus-killing infection. Yeah. So, question. So, how long was that period from you thinking it was allergies to where you got tested? A week. So, you had been with your wife that whole time? Yep. So, the likeliness that she had it was probably high. That she already had it. Yep. Most likely. Because that's what happened with me. Now... Like I said, I went through that time. I thought it was it was like three or four days. I'm like, it's just allergies. Let me keep, you know, just drink some water, vitamin C, Zyrtec, and let's wait it out. Well, lo and behold, you know, I go to CVS. I take that long cotton swab, stick it way up my nose to your, your eyes water. You did your own test? Yeah, I did my own test. Actually, okay, so hold on. When, you're, when you got sick... Uh, you know, work required me to go get tested. Okay. And so I got, that was, so the first time I got tested was at the, um, oh uh, gosh, what is it? Velocity. Yeah. And then, uh, they did the swab test. But the second time I went to the CVS, you can make an appointment now. So th- they've streamlined this whole process. Wow. The, the process has gotten a lot better mm-hmm. from when you did it. Yeah. And so now you, 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 you set an appointment on CVS website or app, mm-hmm. uh, you, you drive through the drive-thru at your time slot. Mm-hmm. They give you the test. You take the, the Q-tip out. You stick it way up your nose to your you eyes water. Yourself. You do it yourself. That's crazy. I actually prefer... I felt like I was in control. Really? And I knew I was doing it right because my eyes started... Excuse me. My eyes started watering. <laughs> so, like, I... I like I, was I like, just remember when I, I was had scrubbing it, my brain, and bro. I'm sitting there, and the lady's like, "All right, I'm gonna swab your nose real quick." I was like, "Okay," and she goes, "What?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh wait, what the heck just happened?" <laughs> my eyes water. I was like, Whoa. "Yo, yo," and then and She's then like, they have it? to go in the second nostril. So I, I did the second one, put it in a test tube, broke it off, whatever, bop bop, <laughs> threw it in the threw it in the uh, the bin, and that was it. And then uh, I think about four days later, the results came back. And it was positive. Mm. And I was just like, oh, well, there we go. Here we go. And you know, by then, I already felt like crap. You know what I'm saying? I already been going through it. Mm-hmm. 
and um, uh, loss of appetite, smell, taste, all of that. And uh, it just got it got really bad, man. It got really bad. So how'd you handle it when you got news that you that it was positive? How did that affect you? Hmm. Well, it was okay. So <laughs> the biggest news I've ever gotten in my life was me being 17 years old and my wife my wife now calls me and tells me she's pregnant right so that was oh, a yeah. 10 no 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 that was a 20 on a scale of 1 to 10 <laughs> that was a 20 oh i believe it yeah so i can only imagine at 17 bro so getting the news that i tested positive on a scale of 1 to 10 it was about a 4 bro okay it was about a 4 because once i lost my taste and smell I was almost certain that I had it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. Yeah. You know what? I think that that's what helped me. Um, that helped cu- cushion the blow for me when Morty, I gave him mm-hmm. the symptoms of what I had. And he's like, yeah, you definitely, I'm sorry, but yep. you probably more than likely had it. And so when I received the results, it was, because I had already had that talk with my wife. Like, yeah. I might have it. Mm-hmm. You know, more than likely, I have it. Yeah. And so that helped process that a lot right. better soften the blow a little bit yeah yeah it did it did so you tell me what kind of support how'd you feel about the support that you had once you had it and how you spread it how you disseminated that news how okay. was that for you okay so i got the i got the information back saying that i was positive and then from there i You know what that means. You know, I'm gonna be out for you know a minimum of 14 days or was it 10, 10 working days or whatever. Um, then I shot it over to Pastor, and I believe I shot it over to you, and um, I think it might have been Champ, something like that. Just the people I'm close with. I didn't want to. I didn't want to send it out to you know. I don't need to put it on blast. Send it out to the whole church. Hey, you know, it's not my you know, not my job. But uh, I reached out, and I think. Was it the same day that I told you uh, that I sent you? You you came and dropped off the coconut water. Absolutely. I believe that was the only thing that I took in for three days. Wow. Was coconut water. That's it. I couldn't stomach anything else. I I, I tried some chicken noodle soup, and it and it tasted like I was eating dirt. It was disgusting. You can ask the wife, and she she tasted. She was like, "This tastes fine." I'm like, "No." It's disgusting. I can't. And so for the first three days, coconut water, and um, and I think, I think about four or five days later, um, Milton and Zulema, uh, they cooked for us and then dropped off food. Um, who else? Uh, Tammy, I believe Tammy. In the beginning of it, Tammy dropped off the Zyrtec and the Tylenol, so that that helped out big time. But um, I didn't I didn't expect a lot of people to like, you know, collapse on us. You know what I'm saying? Because naturally, people kind of want to, oh, oh, COVID. You know, you want to stay away. But uh, but but the love that we did get was very much appreciated. Like, it touches you because when you're down and out, when somebody does something for you, 
it means a lot. Like oh, when you when you're when you're it's magnified when man. you're on that that desert island by yourself and you're dehydrated, mm-hmm. and somebody comes and brings you a handful of water. That person just like saved your life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's how you feel. That's how you process Almost it. It's like you got a lifeline. Bro, I'm telling or you. Or a second wind. Or a second, right. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was it was, inc- it was encouraging, man. And it felt really good that, um, you know, people are thinking about you on that level to go out of their way yeah. from their regular routine, their regular schedule, prepare a meal, go to the store, get something, and then bring it to your house. It means a lot. And that, and that just makes that whole, you know, process a lot easier for the person that's going through it. Yeah. Okay. No, I hear you. That's good, man. No, and that's awesome, bro, to be able to... So, the when I was going through the worst... Well, when I had it, obviously, it was around that time. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. Right. To me. Yeah. Where it's like, you got this. And you have your elderly mother that has... Mm pre-existing com- conditions mm-hmm. in the house with you in the first floor right below you mm-hmm. and you have your sister that's here and her son and her son which she has she's working through court situations and trying to win over mm-hmm. full custody of her son with her baby's father in new york he's giving her a hard time and so the last thing and, that and, I and not, only, not only that your mom fleed new york for that very same thing they both did Right. And she brought her son with her. Right. To flee New York to keep from getting sick. And so here they are, and I have it. Mm. Devastating, bro. To me, I was like, I feel horrible right now. Right. But I would feel even worse if any one of them got sick. Were to get sick. And yeah. even my, my kids, like I was fearing for my kids, you know, but my kids are strong. I've got a lot of I got a lot of faith in them, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got a lot of faith in my wife. She's strong too. And she would be down and it would it would have sucked if she would have had it, you know. Um, but I think she was asymptomatic, which so, she could be around somebody that has it, but not necessarily fall to the sickness of same, it. Same thing with my wife. And Yeah. And so, and once we had already been together for about a week mm-hmm. and I had like a cold, like a night, like a night, a cold sweat fever. And that's when that. I started feeling weird and she was sleeping in the bed next to me. Sure, we wasn't hugging up on each other. She was right next to me, so mm-hmm. she didn't show any signs. I felt pretty confident, mm-hmm. you know, in that. But I was definitely afraid for the rest of my household, man. Yeah. And so um, when I had it, I the way that I felt about COVID and how would you process it if you were to have it, I want to let everybody know, you know, um, because a lot of people at that time, we're like, ah, some people are getting it. Not a lot of people are getting it. Mm-hmm. New York is the epicenter. Here is barely touching. Right. Yeah. There's barely some folks getting sick and dying from it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here I am, and I have it. And yeah. so I'm like, hey, listen, this is real, guys. I got it, you know? <sighs> and I let Pastor know, Pastor Rodriguez, my, you know, my immediate pastor and stuff. And so I let them know. I let uh, folks in my inner circle know, mm-hmm. hey, I got COVID. Right. Pray for me, man. Yeah. Because this sucks, mm-hmm. you know? And so did I get an immediate response? Yeah, man. Especially from Morty, you know, mm-hmm. my hat's off to him. Because he had been through it. Because he had been through it, man. Right. And so he came through clutch, bro. And it was amazing. I was so grateful, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to feel that kind of love where it's right. like that support. 
and you're right. It's like when you're on a desert island by yourself and you that one person brings you it could be something very small. Anything. You know, and brings it to you and says, Here, this is for you and your family. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get he even wrote me the card. The card is on my fridge right now. This one right here? Yeah. He, with with the first care package that he dropped off to me and my family, he had that card in there and it's, you know, sending get uh get well wishes. And 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 look at that, man. What's it say? Um Stay strong. This may feel overwhelming. Fighting the C nineteen. God will protect you and your family when in doubt. Speak in the Holy Ghost. So he doesn't know how impactful that was yeah. and how that you want to talk about a second win? Yeah. My man, I'm talking about I felt I felt energized when I saw that. Yeah. You know how we how we hear or even read mm-hmm. in the Bible how it says that words can bring life bring life yeah bro those words brought Brought life life. yeah when i read that it brought life to me i I felt i'm like okay i'm gonna be able to get through this because at that time i was feeling not Mm. only the cold sweats i was feeling the dizziness i Mm -hmm. was feeling the body aches i've gotten jump before Mm -hmm. you know being raised in queens new york and you used to box rolling rolling with yeah and and, and i used to box I've, i've i've had different boxing matches where at the end of it you walk you walk out of there you got a headache and it's the headache remains until the next day. Yeah. You know? And so, and other times it's not even the headache, it's the body aches, you know? And I've gotten into real scraps back in the days and rolling with the wrong people or mm-hmm. even just different different uh, situations that transpired. You threw down, throw down with a group of people. You got some, you're hit, you, you got somebody right here, somebody's hitting you from the back. The next, in the moment, adrenaline is pumping, but the next day. You feel it. The day after, Mm. And the day after that, oh, you feel that soreness. Then you start seeing the bruises. That's, the lumps. That's what it felt like. Right. When I had it, it felt like my body was weak, like wasted. And then when I'd get up, it felt like somebody had just taken a two by four to my mm. to my ribs, to my shoulders, yeah. and my legs. And the worst times, the worst moments where I would receive something like that or I would see Ms. Damaris Mm -hmm. come and drop off groceries. Yeah. And it's like, man, like we're not we're not even hurting for groceries. Right. Just to But thank you. Her heart, you know, Mm -hmm. to I don't know what your need is and but here we are. Here's something. Here's something any way I can help. That love for those that were that were there for us Mm -hmm. at that time. Bro, forever grateful, man. Yeah. It was amazing. Um using your bathrobe a lot, right? All I think I, I think I FaceTimed you a few times. All the time. And every time you answer using your bathroom, like, how you time. doing, man? Oh, man, just chilling, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I was in my bathroom. Get through it. <laughs> Ernie in his bathroom, man. In, in that bathroom, bro. So there were times where, and you know, like, you would get dizzy and you would be in bed and stuff. So when those times came for me, mm. and you might call me stupid or crazy, but I would look at it as, oh, yeah? Like, I'm not going to let you beat me. Oh, yeah. And I would get up and I would start doing jumping jacks. I'd mm-hmm. start doing push-ups. Yeah. I'd start doing uh, mountain climbers. Mountain climbers. And the kids, like, Josie would be like, cut it out. You know what I mean? Like, get back and back. What are you doing? You're working out? Like, because they would hear me. Right. Do- jumping around. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm not going to let you win. You know? You're going to and- beat me, COVID. <laughs> no, I, no, but that's that's valid. I think that's the mentality that you have to have. Embrace the suck, man. Because and some people, some people will give in and feel sorry for themselves, and 
and then you know you know you, you start speaking that into your own mind that you're gonna die and then ultimately you speak that into reality and you succumb to it you yeah. know what I'm saying and I'm not saying that that's everyone's situation but I think you we don't realize sometimes how strong our mind is yeah and how our mind and our body is 100% connected and so if you think positively and you say I'm gonna get through this I'm gonna beat this this is not gonna get the best of me check that's what you're gonna that's the results that you're gonna get that's right you know but if you, if you lay in bed you feel sorry for yourself you start saying this is it this is my time God's calling me you know what I'm saying you yeah. start speaking negative your body is gonna say oh okay I guess it's time to shut down you know and that's not every case that's not every case right no because this thing has evolved there's le- there's levels so to, to it yeah. there's levels um but um quick note did you hear speaking about evolving did you hear about the uh, the case in the Netherlands no there's a there was a mink farm you know the mink like yeah. the little and little yeah. weasels or whatever mm-hmm. the nice fur yeah right uh there was a mink farm and the it turns out these mink started contracting a mutated form of covid-19 shut up of the coronavirus. How could they even but like I don't know. I don't I don't know how I don't I don't know if like the farmhands started getting that? sick, but they came in the government came in and started testing. They they tested the the skink. The skink. The the minks. The minks. Skink is something completely <laughs> different animal. They started testing the minks and they found this mutated version of COVID. So the government completely they had to shut down the farm and kill every single one of the the minks. Yeah, and this is in the Netherlands, so that's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I never even knew. So now, did you survive COVID? Mm -hmm. I survived COVID. Are there any side effects that you feel from it? Oh yeah, I don't have my sense of smell back all the way. Serious? Dead serious. Like we were on we were on outreach just a minute ago, and uh, my wife and 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 Robin was like, "Y'all smell weed in the air?" I'm like, "I don't smell anything." Like I have to, I have to be close to something in order to smell it. But I'd say, like on like percentage base, my smell is at like a sixty percent of what it was before COVID. Hmm. My taste is at seventy five percent. I'm hoping that comes back gradually. Yeah, it's been it's been what two weeks since I've recovered or three weeks, hmm. and so I'm hoping that uh, that comes back one hundred percent because there's been cases that. People have lost their sense of taste and smell and have never gotten it back. Shut up. Yeah, that's kind of scary. That's horrible. Because they say it's not just... Because uh, that's one of the reasons why I had a loss of appetite. Right. Was because I couldn't smell or taste the right. food. Right. I felt like I was chewing gum. And yeah. so I'd be like, I don't even want to eat this. I don't even want to stomach it. So what what the studies are saying is that this is... Uh, it, it attacks your neurological... It's a neurological disease. So it attacks your brain. So actually, that's why, because your brain is your command center for your sense of taste, your smell, all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so if it attacks your brain and your, your your central nervous system, then it could permanently permanently damage those systems. So I guess depending on the severity of how bad you had it yeah. will determine how bad, you know, how well you recover. And so that's, you know, that's still stuff that we're they're, they're trying to work out. And trying to figure out because, you know, like I said, you know, we still don't know everything about this. Right. Now they have the the vaccine. 
you know, that Obama, Bush, and Clinton have agreed to take in public. Yeah. And, but, you know, I'm not one to detrust, uh, distrust vaccines or vaccination. I'm not like an anti-vaxxer or whatever, anything like that. But I feel like it may be a little rushed, you know? There's, there's so not... that's interesting because I'm completely against any vaccines. A- any vaccines? I am. I am. I, I'm completely... Which, hey, I, if, you're an, if you're not anti, that's cool. Um, as for me, I don't, now I do take the, uh, flu shot, the flu shot, the flu shot, right. The flu shot. Right. So, and we've been vaccinated, heavily vaccinated in oh, the Navy. In the Navy. We We're immune to a lot of countries things. that, right. you know, you got to protect yourself from malaria and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've, I've, we've all gotten that shot that ends up looking all nasty. Yeah. They, you still got the scar from that. The, well, they, they put mine where my tattoo is. And so oh, so you can't see my, yours? Yeah. You can't really I see it. I can see it. mine. It's but I can see a little bit of a deformity in, on the top part of my tattoo over here. Yeah. But, um, but I remember when that happened and, and I'm like, oh, we've been heavily vaccinated, man. Oh, big time. You know, the different places. From the minute you enter into the Navy. Into. Yeah. And so, so I'm not completely against it. Let me just say this. Anything new that's put out that says, take this and it'll protect you from this and this and that. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yo, no, I haven't had a vaccine in forever. Like my kids, before they start school, they get their oh, yeah, their vaccinations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you're not against that? No. Okay. I take my yeah. kids. Go ahead. Yeah, but as adults, it, you kind of, you know, we don't go to the doctor as much. Yeah. I don't anyway. I don't either. But, you know, I do what's required for my kids to get into school, but right. beyond that, no. Yeah. Not really. Okay, cool. So the only side effect that I've got that I notice every now and then is... um. I lose my balance. You lose your balance. I lose my balance mm. sometimes, and that's for somebody that, uh, as athletic as I used to be, mm-hmm. and as active as I am, and as active as I used to be, I never had a problem with balance. I've always actually prided myself in mm. being able to have better balance than most. Yeah, and I noticed just randomly, just different times where I would just take a step, and I'm like, whoa. Really? What the heck was that? Is your equilibrium just off? It feels like that, man. And I don't know. It it might be due to inactivity in the gym. You know, I don't because, know. But that's something that I never had a problem with before, man. Had, are you prone to ear infections? No. Never? never? No. I don't think I've ever had an ear infection either. Only when I was a baby, yeah. Because I think, like, with the inner ear is responsible for, like, a big... I getting all scientific now, right? But the, your inner ear is responsible for like your, your equilibrium. Your equilibrium. Yeah, I've heard and about And so that. if you have a, you know, if you, if you get ear infections, there's a possibility that you could lose your sense of balance. Oh. And I don't know. I don't know if ear infections is like a big thing with COVID or anything like that. I, I don't know anything I know about that. I know that I didn't have an ear infection. I yeah, that, me neither. But I know that this is something that is. So I'm just taking account of how my body is now yeah. post-COVID. Right. And that's one of the biggest differences. I have my sense of taste. Smell. Mm-hmm. I go to the bathroom regularly, you know. Right. And but one of the things that I have noticed is my equilibrium, and it's kind of just randomly. It would just I'm just doing a certain task, or I move a certain way, and mm. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, yeah, that's happened. Mm. That that's not me. Yeah. That's so the... I don't know if that's a side effect. Is that I don't all? Know if anybody else? Is that all? You... That's I know, all. I know Dustin. Well, I don't know if you talked to Dustin recently, but he's saying that his uh his focus was off. Mm. Like he found he couldn't focus on anything. Like, even when he went back to work? It's probably low testosterone, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm Hey, low T. He's going to hear this. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dustin. <laughs> hey, I, I lose focus, too. I'm, I'm guilty. I may have low T. I don't know. <laughs> well, this is something. This I is know something. what helps. Lifting. <laughs> this, 
Come over to my house. We'll flip some tires. It'll get rid of that. <laughs> he's so slow. But no, no, it's something that he said he's had. He had an issue with, like low T. No, <laughs> man, I'm done with you, man. I'm gonna have to cut this segment out. <laughs> I'm just like, no, a bunch he, of jokes, bro. <laughs> no, he okay, said he, could, he couldn't focus. He couldn't focus at work, like just concentrating on something. Yeah, it was just extremely hard because, like I said, like this. COVID-19, the studies show that it attacks your brain. Mm. And I mean, if you're you're using your brain clearly to focus, mm. you need your brain to focus on tasks. Yeah, but isn't that something, and this is why it's so interesting to talk about this, is because isn't that something that, that would be, we would see some sort of documentation or a certain pattern within individuals? I don't know if it's between X amount, this age group. Yeah. The age group of millennials who had COVID, these are the symptoms and these are what they might think are side effects from mm-hmm. having covid i've never looked into that and yeah. whoever's listening i don't know if there is even any information out there documenting any of this but it's interesting hearing all these things because especially the way that you're talking about and how it affects your brain mm-hmm. then hey would it affect my brain too you know should i or would i or have i even noticed right i don't know it's it's so weird man because the scary thing about this is there so many symptoms and you could have COVID and you could have all the symptoms. You could have two of the symptoms or you could have no symptoms. Right. But you still got COVID-19. And the test would come out as positive because Milton, Milton had COVID and he had COVID around the same time that you had COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which was about two, two months ago. Yeah, yeah. And Milton. Close. About a month ago. Milton, his whole family came down with COVID yeah. except for his wife. All his, his four girls had COVID. Mm-hmm. I believe it was all four of them. And Annabelle has asymptomatic. Has Annabelle has pre-existing conditions? She's yeah. allergic to everything. Everything. Yeah. Where if she comes around peanuts, or yeah. she, it's in the room. Yeah. She begins to break out, mm-hmm. and so allergic to a whole bunch of different things. So his fear of this COVID thing was her. Real. Oh yeah. Was her. You know. And so when they had it, it was very real for them. So mm-hmm. we were we were there for them as much as we could and stuff, but. I check up on him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm doing good. I just got done with a three mile run." I'm like, "What? Who the heck? Who the?" Heck? And Milton is is six. How tall is he's he? He's a big boy. <laughs> the Milton is a big boy. He's he's well, Milton know, is, he is six two big. or something. He's at least he might be six, six foot two or six three, and he weighs at least two hundred and sixty. No, I no. He's lost a lot of weight. He used to weigh two sixty. I think he's down to one forty. You know, 140? I mean, 240. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine Milton at 140? That'd be Skeletor. Yeah, (laughs) no, he'd be on his deathbed at 140, bro. He'd look sickly for real. Yeah, He'd look like the Crypt Keeper. Am I heavy? I was 235. 235? Bro, yes. At 5'8", 235. You were out of shape. Now I'm down to 195. Praise the living God. Yeah, man. That's dope. But, so... Milton has picked up running. He picked up running before COVID, mm-hmm. and he'd run with Alejandro. Yeah, who's a beast. A this dude is the what? A unit. Oh, he's I... an absolute unit. Oh, you thought I called him a eunuch? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> bro, that's foul. I know that's what I you thought. I said no, man. Is that what my face said? Yeah, I'm, just... I, you know, it's like, I'm like, what? Did, what could he have thought I said? A he's unit. a unit, man. He's a T1000. He is. That dude is a machine. Well, I mean, he's. He's a new recruit for the fire department. Yeah, here in Norfolk. Uh, but he's been he's been um but, he's been back on it since he 
he left and trained with the Marines that, yeah. that one time. So he's been fit and he's been running. Milton's been running with him. So yeah. you could that just goes to show how how fit mm-hmm. Milton really is with his running. How better? How much he's taken it on and he soaked it all in. So when COVID happened, I think he just wanted to test the waters and see. Okay, I know I got COVID, but let me go for a run, you know, mm-hmm. and see how I do. And he was like nothing. Like nothing. Like nothing. Took this COVID. Like a champ. Bro. So was he asymptomatic or did he have a bat at one point? Um, I don't know. You know what? That would have been, he would have been another good one to. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll revisit. I don't know. Ah, yeah. Maybe we'll revisit. Maybe have, maybe a part two. Yeah. Maybe it'd be cool if we could have mm-hmm. Morty, Milton, and Dustin yeah. and just go through mm-hmm. some quick questions and interview them on this. But yeah. So anyways, um, so everybody got it, but it seems like later on, as COVID passed the summertime, let's say past August. Mm-hmm. COVID has changed in the symptoms in people in different folks. Right. Um, and so... It was supposed it, to be gone by now. Remember that? Yeah. You remember the initial reports where they said uh, it's going to be really bad in the summer? In, in uh, No, no, no. Because it, it started winter of last year, right? Mm-hmm. And so people said that uh, in the summer it would get really bad again. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry... In the summer, it would be killed off by the heat. Yeah, that the heat would be... The heat would kill COVID. <laughs> you know, these these 90-degree days that we're having would would completely kill off COVID-19. Yeah, that and was... And then in the winter, it would kick back up again. That was debunked. Man, I, you know, what what happened? <laughs> what happened to, to the heat? Oh, Not gosh. killing... I don't know. Who knows, bro? It, it, it didn't work. So, I want to touch on this real quick, man. How do you think um, leaders... How do you think leaders mm. did in tackling mm. the pandemic? Mm. And by leaders, I mean Trump. Well, I, well, I, I don't want to touch on. He's uh, you don't want to touch on that. I don't want to touch on Trump. I don't. Go, go I would just say, say Trump didn't. He didn't take it serious at first. Okay. Yes. Like like most Americans. Yeah. Let me just be honest. He's just the American in charge, mm. right? And he yeah. didn't take it serious, just like a lot of Americans did in the beginning. And I admit it, I didn't take it serious at first. I thought it was the, you know, the disease of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, but once he did start taking it serious, I think he took all the proper precautions that he needed to, right? So now speaking on that, how do you think leaders in our immediate, our immediate leaders, which the two that I could think of is my CEO at mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. and my pastor, right? You know, well, my pastor would come first, but I, let's just... From a business perspective, that's why I put it that way. Mm-hmm. How do, how do you think within our company? Because we work for the same company. Um, how do you think our leaders took it as far as the precautions? Um, I think they took pandemic? it. I think they took it very seriously from Jump Street, right? Absolutely. Because as a business, you can't afford to, you know, take things. You know, you can't afford to uh, be lax in certain areas and take that risk, right? So if you know that there's a risk. Your job as a company is to mitigate that risk, right? As much as possible. As much as possible. Absolutely. So you have to take it serious and come up with different ways to right. counter this because we still mm-hmm. we still have to meet deadlines, right? And realistically, deadlines are going to have to be pushed because mm-hmm. this is a world pandemic. This yes. isn't just a Norfolk, Virginia pandemic. No. This isn't just a Virginia Beach pandemic. This is global. So it's going to affect different severities of every industry, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah, I think they did very well, and um, I've been on night shift since the beginning of this thing because one of the one of the steps that they took to kind of um, 
minimize contact with people was to split us up at the facility into two different teams. And so now it's just... Yeah, because you guys never had a day shift and a night shift. Right, we never had a day shift, night shift. And so one solution that that, uh, that Tim came up with was, hey, we're going to switch, we're going to we're gonna split it in half, and we're going to have people go on nights, and people stay on days. And it's kind of, you know, minimize the uh, interactions in between, for people. So uh, that's one thing that they did, and I thought it was really good. And another was um, they issued out face masks. And I, I, I love that face mask. It's probably one of my favorite ones. Really? Yeah, it's comfortable. Oh, the black one? The black one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. It's, <laughs> I don't like it. Yours is over there, isn't it? I saw it sitting on your desk. It is. I think they took it very serious. And um, and Pastor Morales also took it very serious. He did. He did. He, he took did. it very serious. Because like I said, we, when, it, when, when Potter's House shut down, we knew it was real. And so I believe we were out of service for how long? How long were we out of service for? I don't know, man. I don't remember. But it was, I know that... Was it like two months? No. Was it longer? No, no it was shorter than that. It to was me, shorter than that? To me, it feels like it was shorter than that. And then they began to do... Parking lot services. No, churches, streaming them. They have services inside, but it would only be the pastor mm-hmm. and the song service, you know, and then the video ministry. And they would record... Pastor would be preaching to an empty... I feel like that went on for like a month or so. No, I think that that was maybe two or three services. Really? And then the idea came out to let's do it in the parking parking lot lot. because the weather is nice. Mm -hmm. It's in the summertime. Let's do it in the parking lot. And the the sun would kill off the COVID. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. No, we, uh, I think, I think he took it very serious. Uh, pastor, pastor is, is no dummy. And he knows what he has to do to protect his congregation. And then also, not only that, he has to obey the law. And whatever the governor puts out for the state of Virginia, he's going to follow. Uh, yeah. Pastor's not a rebel. You know, the church is not rebellious right. when it comes to the law of the land. Right. And so whatever the governor puts out, you know, uh, social distancing, mm-hmm. wearing a mask, yep. we, we follow all of those. And we always have, you know, some people may get a little lax, but pastor puts out every, every day, uh, every as service, per the governor. as per the governor, Yeah, you yes. know, may, you must wear a mask while inside the building. And so I think he took, he took it very serious, but not overly. There's, there's, there's a balance. So here's the balance in this. And this is something that is, is pretty interesting uh, because around that time I follow pastor Harold Warner on mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he ended up posting this, which oh, was, you found something. Yeah, yeah. Which is I, that's what I was just looking for right now. I wasn't being rude, bro. Oh no, you good? I was just trying to look at look for uh, what Pastor Harold Warner had tweeted out, which mm-hmm. definitely applies to because a lot of people were complaining. Like mm-hmm. different people had mixed emotions about shutting down the church and having parking lot service, you know. And it's like, oh well, does does Pastor not have enough faith? You mm-hmm. know that this is gonna protect. The, you know that this is gonna affect the people. And other people are like, man. Um, this a pandemic. Seriously, you're gonna do a parking lot service? You know, like there's yeah. mixed emotions. Now, I didn't personally hear anything from anybody, mm-hmm. so I'm just assuming in my mind, knowing how big of a church that we have, about 400 people mm-hmm. or so, and how different minds and different personalities are, you know, and what people may be may be thinking. So this is what I just imagined, mm-hmm. you know. So this is what Pastor Harold Warner put out. He tweeted. I took a snapshot of it and I sent it mm-hmm. to Pastor Morales and, and Pastor Rodriguez. And it says, 
He said, your pastor has never pastored a church through a pandemic before. When he opens, people are going to say he should have closed. When he closes, people are going to say he should have opened. When he does not shake hands, people are going to say he needs faith. When he shakes hands, people are going to say he's foolish. <laughs> he's going to make some difficult decisions to protect the flock, considering everything from your spiritual growth to legal liabilities that aren't e that you aren't even thinking about. Every pastor believes that they pastor the most amazing group of people. Remember this. No one wants things to go well at church as much as your pastor. Mm. Your pastor needs your prayers and support right now. That's facts. I read that and I was like, mm. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I could see one extreme. Oh, yeah. And I could see the other extreme. Darn if you do, darn if you don't. Yes. But our, our pastors have never pastored a church during a pandemic. Right. So how can we hold him to the standard extreme standard and he's human and he's bro his main interest is the flock is right. the church you, you be the pastor we you be the pastor what are you gonna do huh we were just talking about in in the very beginning how church folks have become family yeah you know and it's you know we can be over familiar sometimes mm -hmm. you know but man can we and our pastors are pastors but he's human also. he's human can we can we just follow right and without talking back or backbiting and just follow his lead man and you know what let's just like pastor warner said he needs our prayers and support right now mm -hmm. that's the same that's the same now when he said that and i read that i was like yes i agree and it didn't make me feel bad because i already had that attitude going forward into it yeah why because i already had that attitude with our ceo when he decided to take the route that he right. did with our company right and remote working and this is what we're going to do we're going to do this and try to be as active as possible try you know if you need help then com communicate or whatnot but he took proper steps and i saw that and i was like right now what i need to do is just support that right because i still need to be able to do my job mm -hmm. this is new completely we're all learning yeah so how can i have that kind of grace and understanding with my boss but not with your pastor but not with my pastor man right if anything, my my pastor to me is it's closer is a thicker lifeline, right? Than your boss, than my boss who just pays me a check, right? No, that's that's wisdom, and I think the thing about it is you have to use wisdom in situations like this, right? You you can't be foolish, you, but so through the through this pandemic, right? I, something you said like if you if you don't shake someone's hand you're you're you don't have faith mm -hmm. but you know if you do you're foolish right mm -hmm. and and i've experienced that i'm not going to mention any names from certain individuals within church and i'm just like no dude if which we, part that you're shaking hands he's shaking hands just a shaking hands like, thing that's foolish man you're shaking he's like and and i and you know particular brother came up to me and you know he reaches out his hand to shake it and i'm like nah dude we're, we're doing elbow bumps and fist bumps like let's just keep it Let's just be wise about this. And then, and I got hit with the, oh, oh, ye of little faith, you know? And I'm like, come on, man. It's not, it's not about, it's, it's about using a little bit of wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A little, a little discernment. Come on, man. We're in the what's middle of a pandemic. What's, what's it going to hurt, what's, bro? What's it going to hurt you to fist bump me? Or when this is elbow. all over, we'll dap up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But right now, let's, let's be wise. Let's have faith and, and not get carried away with being scared, you know? Ooh, that's a big one. 
you know, let, let's just be let's be wise. Let's follow the, the the rules that have been set out. Let's not be rebellious. And you know, we we all serve God together. You know, I'm not going to take gonna this to an extreme. Rules. You're gonna you're gonna follow the rules at work, right? Right. I'm not. And, and like, at work, they're saying, "Hey, let's not fist bump. Let, let's not shake hands. Let's let's not even fist bump. Let's just do elbows." Right. You know, that's the way that you. If you got if you got so much faith, walk around tell people to cough in your face. Hey, bro, I'm a man of God. Cough, cough right here, bro. Let me open up my mouth. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Just have people sneeze right in your face. You got that much faith. But you got to be wise, man. And people take it to the extreme, man. Hey, I, I, I wish Morty was here, man. Because he ended up, this was after he had recovered. He ended up seeing Dustin at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Did he tell you this one? Mm-mm. So he was. He saw <laughs> Dustin at the grocery store. Let me swallow my and coffee Dustin, first. <laughs> Dustin was over there looking at the meats. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he's grocery shopping, and so Morty comes up behind him, and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and he sees Dustin just kind of like, you know, like he didn't want to look completely, you know, he didn't so, want to turn around and look. so that yeah, so then Morty started coughing even louder. Oh man, I, me telling the story doesn't do justice. Well, we got it. We, we'll get it. We'll get. It you can only imagine. You can only we'll imagine Morty. Just kind of coughing, you know, exact. No, yeah, Morty is extreme, bro. And then he got closer, and then finally Dustin just kind of turned around, and he saw that it was Morty, and he was just like, come on, man. man. (laughs) When was this? How long ago was this? uh, This was, uh, I want to say, like, around the summertime. Like, (laughs) COVID was still going on, bro. Oh, my God. Dustin was kind of like... Like what the heck, man? That's hilarious. He was about to turn. He's no, I got like, I got to hear that from Morty. Morty's stories uh, are the best, man. Yes, bro, they're hilarious. Man. And you know he's over the top, man. He's a Jim Carrey of, of the Potter's house. He is, man. He is. He's crazy. But um, yeah, man. So that's so that's pretty interesting. You said something about fear, mm-hmm. and I've heard that same theme. And you know what? That's something that I felt when I was going through COVID, mm-hmm. where I felt I felt a real fear that. I haven't, I've never felt before. Now, yeah. I've, I've been, like I've mentioned before, I've been ran over by a forklift and I had the fear of being paralyzed. Mm. That was a horrible feeling because I couldn't move my legs. That was a real fear. Um, aside from that, this is this was the second scariest thing. Mm. No, I want to say the third because one of the f- biggest scariest things was losing my marriage. Mm. Fear of that. Fear right. of losing my That's my huge, marriage. man. You know, fear of my wife leaving because of my stupidity and mm-hmm. immaturity and my mistakes and stuff like that. Right. That's that's for a different subject. But that's one of the biggest fears, you know, uh, some losing somebody that you love. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was that accident, horrendous accident. Yeah. The third one was not being able to breathe or take a deep breath. Mm. In the that middle ha- of the night. to me. In the middle of the night with 103, 104 fever and body aching and not... and. <gasps> and yeah. not being able to take a deep breath man yeah dude it scared I was so scared I didn't sleep for three days mm. I tried not to sleep until I eventually just passed just out just passed out and woke up and I'm like I'm not dead okay yeah then I'm gonna get through this that happened to me too and it, it got to the point where the wife was like are you okay and I couldn't respond to her I'm just like like it's just shallow breathing yeah and then shallow it, breathing and then it, it passed. Yeah. But the worst was waking up and my side of the bed was soaked. Yep. It bro, it's sweat. It's like someone tossed a bucket of water on me, bro. Mm-hmm. And you feel so nasty mm-hmm. because your whole body is wet. Mm-hmm. And the spot that you were laying in was wet. Wet, yep. 
I had to lay a towel back down, like, cause I woke up like, like four o'clock in the morning, and realized that I'm just like profusely sweating. Yeah, and so I, I had to get a towel and lay back and lay back down. Yeah, flip the nice. pillow over. Yep. <laughs> it, mean, was, I, it was it was gross. Do that throughout the night, anyways, but to get the cool side, you like uh, the cool side of the pillow. Uh, yes. <laughs> Not the only one. Everybody likes the cool side <laughs> of the pillow, man. So, so then speaking on that, you know, there was a real fear, and I think that this whole pandemic thing. That it, it it works off of fear. I know that you said that it, it attacks the brain, mm-hmm. but I think that there's also something else that something supernatural maybe mm-hmm. that it attacks, man. Yeah. It because when you're scared, oh yeah, you you've heard of the fight or fight flight, or flight, you know. And I've always been the one to in, instead of instead of fleeing, I'll head right towards the, whatever mm-hmm. the threat or the challenge right, right, is. Right. That's always been me, and it's. My brother told me, you're stupid. You hear gunshots, you put your head down, and you run away. You don't go towards the gunshots. Right. I was that idiot, you know? <laughs> you know, you so hear, run towards gunshots? Oh, yeah, bro. I'd, I'd hear gunshots, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, you know, and I'd try to make my way towards. He's like, what are you, stupid? Put your head down. That happened in California. <laughs> really? That's, yeah, that, that happened one time mm. during a Puerto Rican festival oh in gosh. San Diego. But that's neither here nor there. I've just, I just remember I've always been that type to try to head towards whatever the issue was and right. try to tackle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but when it came to this, I felt, I felt fear, bro, like chilling fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, even though they didn't have COVID, that that's how it attacked our, the whole world yeah. and our nation. Mm-hmm. Like a spirit of fear that is paralyzing. Par- bro. That's paralyzing, bro. Some people, some people that I know, like it, it the fear kept them now no there's a limit like you 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 should minimize your interactions with people right but not completely 100% like during when 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 the big boom happened like during the time when New York had it and everything and it was the huge the huge, huge ordeal in New York yeah yeah people should minimize 100% like just stay home stay home if you can work from home work from home if you have to go into work you know, minimize, you know, wear your PPE, whatever, your mask, your gloves, yeah. do what you got to do. But some people, like still, this is like the temperature of some people, they will not leave their house. They get all their groceries delivered, mm-hmm. uh, no company, like nothing. Yeah. And then, and it, it's all out of a spirit of fear. Yeah. Because there's limits. There's limits to it. Like, if you go out to the store, you put your mask and gloves well, on. And not you limits. I, I would say there's a balance to it. There's a balance. Yeah, there's a balance. That it's like you can't be like. How can you live in fear like that? That's yeah. not living. That's be surviving. cautious. Don't be scared. Yeah. Be cautious. Right. So that's something that is pretty interesting because you see that you see that in our world, in the generation that we live in, in our in in our times, in our current times right now. You mm-hmm. see that people operating, but whenever it's now, this is where it's kind of, you see a little bit of um, hypocrisy almost, right. you know, where it's like, okay, well, but if it's to rally together against this thing, then we're going to come together and it doesn't matter if I'm wearing a mask or not. It's right. like, hold on, how can you pump out, you know, put on mask and this fear, but then when it's, when it's compromising or when it's to benefit something else that you want, mm-hmm. you know, then ah, who cares what the rules? Yeah. So the way that I feel about it now that I've survived COVID, it's not like I feel like I have a shield of armor around me that I can 
come in contact. Because I feel bulletproof. Like bulletproof. I'm just kidding. I did at first. Yeah. When I when I finished it, I was like, I I'm got the anti- I got the antibody. Son. I got this. You I got know, the I'm going anywhere. You know, I you know, and so I had that kind of where I I felt secure. Mm-hmm. I felt confident. I could go anywhere. It's fine. And you know what? We survived. Our house survived mm-hmm. COVID. Right. Because I had it pretty bad, and so I felt like that. Now I know that I can still get it. And I know that anybody in my family again? can still get it yeah. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's been, there has been cases of people getting it again. Right. Um, so I'm not going to just like put myself out there, but there is more of, now I'm still washing my hands and using san- hand mm-hmm. sanitizer whenever I go to a store, but there's a lot less of a fear mm-hmm. and a lot more of a confidence of things that are going to be okay. Right. Yeah. Whenever I go anywhere. Exactly. So I, I don't drive around with a mask on. Yeah. Silly. I go into the store. And I'll put on a mask just because that's what the regulation it's is. Funny. But if that regulation wasn't there, then I wouldn't wear a mask. So know? it's funny to see people in their cars with masks on. I, I'm not even gonna comment. No, I'm gonna comment. <laughs> it's stupid. It's dumb. You look dumb and stupid in your car with a mask on and gloves. I see your your gloved hands on the steering wheel. I'm calling you a dummy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just you know kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're not. I'm joking. You're it's jokes. It's, it's funny. It's true though, man. It's so, true. So we got we got to wrap. We're coming up on an hour and twenty minutes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, no, we have to stop this. This is. So we got we got more we got more to cover, and I think in the next episode, the part two of this, we should hit on the future. What does twenty twenty one? What does twenty twenty one look like? Post COVID. What does twenty thirty look like? Whoa. Bro, that's way out there. What does 2040 look like? Chill, chill, bro. 2050, bro. Oh, come on, man. What does 3,000 look like? All right, listen. We're getting out of here. All right. All right. <laughs> well, all right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, appreciate you guys. If you guys have been hanging with us this whole time, uh, listening to this conversation, listening to us surviving COVID, um, we appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. And if you tune, if you... Uh, tuned us out a while ago. I'm sorry. We didn't mean to. We didn't mean to lose you, man. <laughs> we didn't mean to lose you. We're just into it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but feel free to leave us a comment yep. um, at Gmail in our Gmail. Our Gmail, KCB, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yep, that's right. And then, again, if you want to DM us on either Twitter or Instagram, uh, the KTB podcast on Instagram and at the KTB podcast on Twitter. We'd love to have your feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. And girls, whoever's listening to us, wherever you are, whatever country, uh, remember we're on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you'd like to listen to your podcast. We are out here, and we want to know what you guys are thinking and what you think about us. Yep, episodes will drop weekly. Absolutely. So, you got anything else? That's it. All right, we're done. All right, KTB out. Later.